This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's going on, Facebook Live, YouTube, boys and girls of the podcast, Mr. Randall, how you doing, sir? Oh, your mic is muted, bro. Is uh, I didn't, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I did that myself because when we were going to the intro, it didn't click. I was like, well, I should probably do this so I don't make a stupid noise while the intro is playing. I was like, oh, great. Like, uh, you yeah. Know, now we have uh, technical issues. We haven't had those in a hot yeah. minute. I was just, I was going to sign the whole time, even though I don't really know how to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll just oh, let boy. people figure it out. <laughs> yeah. You know, it'll work. It'll work. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's been a hot minute. We missed last week. I didn't even get a chance to ask you, dude. How was Vegas? Did you go to the strip or no? Yeah, we did. Um, I like, I mean, we, you know, of course, that wasn't like a fun trip. Uh, we did do some gambling and whatnot. Uh, I will tell you, I'm not impressed because I lost like 80 bucks and that was all I needed to do. <laughs> 80 bucks. Um, well, we were doing the slot machines and stuff, and you know, I don't know. 
the Dude, whole mindset behind doing that. Slot machines is the worst edge in the casino. I know, but like Janine, I thought I've told money. you. I've, I thought I've taught you better than that. Well, Janine won money, and like Kathy won money, and like Glenn won some. And I'm like, dude, I just, I, I have <laughs> never wanted to gamble, there. so I didn't care. I was like, all right, whatever, man. And they're coming around with free drinks, and I'm just like, I just want to leave. <laughs> like, That's <laughs> nah, it was, it was, uh, it, it wasn't bad though. We, we actually made time to go out to Red Rock as well because nice, uh, nice. I was Glenn lives you. really close there. Nice. Yeah, so we saw the sunset one night. Um, yeah, there's a lot of snow up there too. We were at like eight thousand feet, and there was pretty good amount of snow. Like, and I was in a two wheel drive truck, and I'm like, this is not going to be good. <laughs> I was like, we should leave. You know, as soon as it got, like, as soon as it started getting dark, dude, it was getting icy. I was like, all right, we're leaving. <laughs> yeah, there's a big archery shoot going on there uh, right now, and oh. uh, our one sales guy's out there uh, from Pine Ridge. And he was saying earlier in the week it it snowed, and I was just like, Ooh, "Yep, it's cold." Yeah, it's a lot of but, snow up here, man. Yeah, it was like it was the same temperature as it was here in Tennessee while we were out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You he know. uh he was saying uh he texted me earlier today. He said there's four thousand people competing in that Jeez. archery event. I was like, "Wow, wow." But no, good stuff, man. I'm glad uh, you didn't have to call me for bail money. So that means you stayed out of trouble. You were a good boy. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, it work. <laughs> no, that's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, I was at the Chicago Fishing Show, so that's why we didn't have uh, an episode last week. So we apologize. Uh, I was I got straight off of work, went straight to the show uh want to just say thank you to everybody that stopped by and uh chatted uh there were so many of you i don't remember all the names so i apologize uh but met a lot of cool people a lot of listeners and stuff like that uh the one dude i met he's either man i'm so bad at this either a ups or a fedex driver and he says like he drives around all day just listening to podcasts and he's always got paddle and fin on serious <laughs> angler and stuff like that so shout out to that dude uh he may come out and we may rig up his kayak and stuff like that and do a day of fishing so hope that happens so i give him my phone number you better call me bro i'm calling you out right now no it's a good thing i don't remember your name <laughs> but uh we got a pretty pretty cool guest in the house tonight uh jeremy rathbun uh as you guys saw from the title uh kayak fishing saved my life and uh jeremy is a navy vet and uh he struggled with P ptsd uh bipolar things like that and he brings out a lot of light to this um these two things and how kayak fishing is pretty much helped heal him in a way or not necessarily heal but uh um what's the word i'm looking for jay uh i mean let's say like ease the symptoms or like day-to-day yeah. -day yeah. feelings it's right you know or even yeah i mean even like you know going into the future and being able to learn how to cope with yeah cope. some of those coping things. mechanism that's what i was looking for yeah, so, I was working it in there. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool story, man. And uh, I know Jeremy has fished our noobs tournament a bunch of times. He's listened to the podcast for a long time. Um, so it's super cool. And he had uh, reached out, sent us an email, sent us the story. I read it. And I was like, dude, we need to get you on a podcast. And uh, 
you know, he was like, uh, this will be my first podcast, bro, but I'm in. So <laughs> super excited to have him uh, joining us tonight, share his story and all that good stuff. Um, you know, obviously it's not easy talking about this stuff, but like, that's one of his goals is, you know, bringing this to the forefront and, you know, sharing with others, like what he's dealt with and how it's, uh, kayak fishing has helped him and things like that. So, uh, we got Brock Howell in the house. I hope you're doing well, brother. I know Brock's family has, uh, been dealing with some, uh, some, some family things and uh, thoughts and prayers out to you guys, man. I hope you're doing well, brother. Uh, Facebook user says, hi guys. Hello. Hi, Facebook. Facebook user. <laughs> a lot, there's a lot of people named that. It's so weird. <laughs> Dude. It's, it's like, like John it. Smith. What is going on? <laughs> let's get this dude in here. Yeah. Get him in here. <laughs> uh, let's get Jeremy Rathbun in the house. His very first ever podcast experience. We're building this up. I'm just, I'm just trying to put him on edge. I see him grinning down there. You know, like, all right. When's he gonna do it? When's he we should have had it? some Rocky music or something behind this. You know. Well, we know we're not gonna get copyrighted with that rendition. Welcome to the show, brother. It's, it's good to have you in the house tonight. Uh, I hope yeah. that introduction was good for you, and uh, that that was awesome. No, man, uh, we we appreciate you being here tonight and and sharing your story. Like I, I know you heard everything we just said, man. But uh, and we were talking, you know, before we went live and all that stuff, man. And I know it's like, you know, it it it, it wasn't really an easy thing to talk about. And you said it took mm. some time to kind of put this yeah. all on paper and things like that. So. Let's just kind of like back up from all of that. Let's get a little background on you. You know how the show goes. So like, yeah. where are you from? Um, first of all, you're a Navy vet. So thank you for your service. Uh, I appreciate that. Much. Thank you. And uh, why don't you kind of back us up to like where this all started and and then we'll kind of work our way through present day and the, and the actual story itself and all mm -hmm. that good stuff, man. Yeah. So um Back in 2005, when I got out of the Navy, you know, I really didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And I started to have some real big issues and I didn't know I was having the issues and I didn't know how they were really affecting my life the way they were. So I just ignored it. And which, yeah, that's probably one of the worst things I did, but if it wasn't for, you know, the decisions I made back then, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. But so I just kind of drifted around for a while. You know, I'd go from job to job and not really find a comfortable place for me to be. And so I, you know, when I finally did decide that I was going to get some help, you know, that's kind of what really kicked everything off for me is when I finally made that decision that, you know, I might need some help. So like what, what made you kind of finally like throw your hands up and be like, I surrender. I'm done. I need to go talk to somebody. Um, waking up in the hospital and my family telling me that the doc, 
and, and seeing the amount of family I had there because the doctors had told them that you guys need to prepare. We don't think he's going to make it because I had tried to overdose on my medication. So that was kind of the moment where I'm like, okay, you know, if, if it was, it was a very serious attempt and that really kind of kicked me in the seat of my pants to, I, I need some help. Yeah, no, it's, um, thank God you're still here, man. And, and yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if you're a religious person or if somebody out there is, is a religious person, but like, I don't know, man, I'm a firm believer in, in a higher power and, uh, you know, things happen for a reason, right? Yeah. And, I, and yeah. I, you know, I think it, you know, as I've, I've read your complete story that you've sent me, it's like, you know, not that part right there is in that story. And I remember kind of sitting back thinking like, um, you know, this is it, man. Like this, this dude came back from this and this is like one of his purposes in life now, you know, other hey, than, yeah, yeah. all the other things you got going in your life, you know, you're a family man, things like that. But, you know, like, you know, it was almost like you were meant to go through all that so you can be mm -hmm. here and and help share your story and, and help others. Right. Yeah. And, and e even back then, you know, when I started to get the help, I started to believe, OK, you know, I'm still here so I can do something. I didn't know what it was, you know, and I did. You know, I tried multiple things I, and what I thought, you know, would help and you know, for the reason that I was here. Sure. And it, I mean, honestly, it wasn't until, you know, I started kayak fishing that I'm like, okay, this is yeah. what it is. Nice. Nice. So, um, before we jump into the kayak fishing part, like if there's somebody out there listening either live on the podcast later, whatever it may be, and, and they're sitting there thinking to themselves, like I'm almost to where he was like what is the best way to kind of reach out to somebody or who should they go reach out to, to get some help? And I think that's an important thing, right? Like, yeah, because I think a lot of guys that were like, so to speak in your situation, mm -hmm. you know, you hear it so many times, like I didn't know where to go, you know? So, um, one of the great things that has come in the past year, uh, is the, suicide national hotline um and i believe that's 988 okay i could be wrong but um i'll look it up yeah so you got this you got the you know national suicide hotline and then you know you can there's always somebody for you know for anybody to reach out to i i mean a lot of people, especially when they're in that place, they don't realize how many people will help them if they just ask. And that's probably one of the hardest things is just asking. Right. And, you know, and then accepting the help after you ask for it. Yeah. So you were correct. It is 988 and you could either call or text that number. Yep. So that's super, super nice. Um, that that's out there you know it's like we got 911 411 yep. 
711 all that good stuff man it's like uh you know why not and what's the worst that's going to happen right you're going to talk to somebody exactly uh, i mean you know and i think there's a huge stigma too that if somebody asks for help you know it makes them a weak person or people are going to look at them different and you know in my opinion if you're asking for help people should look at you different they should look at you that you know you're being brave you're admitting hey i can't do this by myself right and you know should you know be everybody should be there for you know somebody needs help i love that dude i love that that you're being brave stepping up and uh, yeah you know just facing your problems uh head on rather than hiding and and letting it tear you up and eat you alive yeah for sure for sure so what you know you you wake up in the hospital you realize like what am i doing get some help when does kayak fishing come into that uh, about, uh, four, four, four and a half years, okay. um, ago, uh, you know, I, I honestly, I just started realizing how peaceful it was just fishing from the bank sure. and it, I, I was really enjoying myself, but it got to the point to where, you know, I was either having to carry all my stuff a long distance to get to a decent spot or I would find a decent spot and let everybody know about that spot. (laughs) (laughs) So I come back and it's like, well, this isn't good because everybody, you know, everybody's here now and can't fish this spot. You know, so I, you know, I kind of looked into getting a boat and I'm like, boats are expensive. (laughs) Dude, so I, hold it's like, on. I gotta stop you right there. Boats are expensive, absolutely ridiculous. Like at the boat show this past weekend, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off or no. Story. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm notorious for this, but at the boat show, right across the aisle from us, there was a 21 foot Vexus, and they were asking 130 grand. And <laughs> on the sticker, it said for a very low payment of $719 a month. And then you read the fine print. That was over 20 years. I was like, I was going to do who does that. Dude? I know <laughs> that has always dumbfounded me. Cause like you see like these beautiful, like, you know, boats and you know, they spent some money on those yeah. things. And mm-hmm. you're like, where does one get that kind of money? You know, or or at least, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know it's like you know they have these really long uh, uh, loans, but my lord, dude, like a hundred grand for a boat. Well, I and mean, at this at the same time, I had some dude looking at my kayak, and granted, we had it like fully rigged out with like two motors and stuff on it, and I had to like sit there and explain to people, you never use two motors, right? Like we just did yeah. it for display purposes to show you what you could do, and some dudes like you know. Wh- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. I, I got that question a lot. It was yeah. like, okay, what what is it fully loaded like this out the door? And I think I calculated it out to be like eight grand, right? Yeah. And the guy's like, might as well buy a boat. And I go, yeah, yeah. that boat right there is 120 grand. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, like, you, that won't well, even cover that won't even cover the 20% you know. down that you need to buy that. <laughs> you, know? You, you know what you're getting into too. Like, I mean, it's you know, in this day and age, from what you're saying, I mean, we're looking for maybe a tracker from the 90s <laughs> right, you right, know right. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like right. pay like 3500 that sounds great yeah. let's go that route yeah. <laughs> all right all right back to the story back yeah. to the story i'm sorry man i got sidetracked <laughs> there and, and i just had to bring that up cuz you mentioned it no it, you know and it's it's funny because when i started fishing from you know when i got my first kayak and i started fishing from the kayak it i really was able to see the potential, you know, it's like, you know, I can get into places where boats can't, you know, I don't have to go to a boat ramp. I can go fish where, well, almost wherever I want. And having that kind of freedom really kind of boosted my morale inside of me because I was able to, if I was having a bad day and I wanted to go fish, I didn't have to go to a lake where there was a boat ramp and there was going to be a bunch of people. I could go to a small, you know, one of our small state fishing lakes here where I knew there wouldn't be anybody. I could just be out there by myself, you know, with my thoughts, like I was when I was bank fishing. And you're in Texas, right? Uh, Kansas. 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 Oh, yeah. For some reason, I thought you were in Texas. Yeah, close, but you know. I I wish I was in Texas. (laughs) They have better fishing down there. (laughs) In, oh, I'm thinking in Nebraska, but I think Kansas is the same way where you got like a bunch of these smaller like mm-hmm. lakes right along the interstate, right? Like, yeah, that Kansas yeah, we do. Thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always like driving to Colorado. I've always seen them and I'm like, I bet there's some nice fish in there. Uh, some of them do. <laughs> yeah, some of them do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys got big deer out in Kansas, so we'll have to talk yeah. about that at a later date <laughs> in time. But um so you get in the kayak, man, like, do you think it was like the, the independence feeling like, you know, the fact that you were out there alone in this small boat, like the intimacy is what kind of, kind of boosted your morale, so to speak. Yeah. I, it, you know, being, I guess a lot closer to the water and feeling like I'm uh, more, I guess, uh, this more in tune you know, sure. with my fishing instead of just, you know, speeding across the lake in a boat and, you know. Let me ask you this, right? Because, like, I, I've noticed this personally with myself when I'm out fishing, especially in a kayak. You know, you, you got that solo aspect. And, um, you know, sometimes, um, you know, you're, uh, oh, dude, hold on. Harold Anderson's in the chat. He said, what's up, man? Dude, that's my dude. That's the delivery dude I was talking about. See? (laughs) I called you out at the beginning of the show, bro. We're going to freaking get your boat rigged up, and we're going to go out fishing. You better hit me up. You got my number. (laughs) So, what's up, man? It was good to meet you, too. But, uh, uh, (laughs) sorry. Squirrel. 
Um, <laughs> you know, like I've noticed when I'm out fishing in my kayak, right? Like, you know, the everyday hustle and bustle, right? We're always like thinking about, all right, when I get home, I got to do this, or I'm at mm-hmm. work, I got to get this, this, and this accomplished. And, you know, driving to the lake, you're thinking about all these life things, and then you get out on the water, all that crap goes away, and you're just it, it, in on fishing. Yeah. It really does. And this, you know, that kind of leads me to a little bit of a funny story. I had a real problem of going out to the lake and being out there, you know, six, eight hours. And I get home and my wife is like, where have you been? And I'm like, I lost track of time. She's like, there's no way. Well, I took her out one time on her kayak and we were out there for a good six hours. And when we finally went back, she's like, yeah, that didn't seem like six hours. I completely understand now. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I do. I, I mean, I try to just forget about everything that is going on and just, you know, I, all I try to worry about is what are the fish biting on? Sure. How can I catch a fish? Sure. No, totally get it, man. Uh, Harold says, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I had to make a shout out to you and the show, and I'm glad I tuned in. I just got off work. No worries, dude. We're glad you are here, brother, and uh, you did not interrupt. That's part of the live show, man. We love it when people <laughs> drop in the comments. Um, we had a couple great comments, too, man. Uh, Brandon Grubbs says, uh, I feel more connected to nature with my kayak over a boat. Uh, Facebook user says, it is so peaceful out on the water. I was on the original noobs podcast a few years ago and, uh, yeah, man, it's, you know, that's part of it, man. It's, uh, I've noticed that and and I've noticed it too. Like, I mean, everybody's going to make fun of me, but I've spent a little more time in a, in an actual boat lately. Um, but even like I've been taking a lot of people out fishing, showing them like different ways to fish and stuff like that. And it's the same way, man. I'm, I'm just so focused on, you know, either a me catching fish or taking in the surroundings. Like I've always mm-hmm. tried to be good about that or be like focused on putting other people on fish, man. Cause I love nothing more than yeah. seeing big smiles on faces. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. I've caught a million fish in my lifetime. Like it might as well enjoy somebody else doing it, you know, is the way I look at it. So, yep. but no, it's super well. So we didn't even hit this yet, man. What kind of kayak are you in? Yeah, so I am in a Hobie Outback. Right. Uh, uh, interviews tw- over, bro. Yep. yep. Sorry, he <laughs> <laughs> said the H word. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't care what kind of boat you're in, man. It's uh, it, and we've always said that, right? And it's just. Uh, you could be in a hundred dollar Pelican or a freaking yeah. decked out Hobie, man. It doesn't matter yep. as long as you're on the water, getting out there, getting after yep. it, you know? Yeah. I started off in just a $700 uh, fishing kayak and, you know, de- I definitely put way more into it than the kayak was worth, but sure, you know, sure. it, it got me out on the water and yeah. that was the important thing. It got me out on the water. Right on, man. Right on. No, that that is the important thing, right? Like you said, you struggled like bank fishing because either like spot was blown out, couldn't find a good spot. Yep. Now you have that independence, and um, you can get away from the big boats and all that good you stuff. You can, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's super super nice, super nice. Yeah, especially with that accessibility of a kayak. I mean, you can get. I mean, especially with rivers. I think a lot of you know, rivers are always overlooked, and 
Yeah. Even if you're not fishing super hard, if you just, you know, cruise down a river and just kind of enjoy the time, I mean, you're going to see, you know, deer, beavers, and I mean, oh, just yeah. all kinds of stuff, you know. Uh, I don't know. There's, I mean, to me, like rivers are super calming as long as there's not whitewater. <laughs> but, uh, um, <laughs> but I mean, or it's a like water park. You know? Yeah. That's <laughs> different. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was, that was self inflicted. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, just having something like, or like, you know, just, uh, I think that that whole running water, you know, aspect and just the slow moving water, you know, just kind of slows things down. And you know. I had, uh, I had a lot of conversations this past weekend about, you know, fishing local rivers here, you know, and how, uh, a lot of guys were like, I just didn't even know this was here and what a cool float trip. And, you know, we thought it'd take three hours, but we ended up taking like eight but it was like one of the coolest, you know, kayak fishing trips we've ever done, you know, but yeah. no, I told, I totally get it, man. So getting back to the story, man. So you get in a kayak, you kind of figure some things out and stuff like that. And I know in your, in your story too, you said you had some mentors and, and things like yeah. that. Let's kind of like touch on that a little bit. man. Yeah. So, you know, before I, decided I was going to purchase a kayak. You know, I, um, had met a guy, uh, through email, um, who owned a kayak company and he, you know, after he was a, he's a army veteran. And after talking with him and just kind of letting him hear my story and getting advice from him, he really encouraged me to volunteer with a organization called heroes on the water. And, you know, their main goal is to get veterans, first responders, police officers, you know, to kind of get them out on the water and whether it's kayak fishing or just kayaking and, you know, kind of let them de-stress from everything, you know, and, you know, their events, they're, all day events that they usually hold, but they're just one day. Sure. And I could definitely, you know, when I started volunteering with them, I saw the benefit I was getting just by being out on the water, you know, and at the time I wasn't fishing from the kayak with them because, you know, I was more focused on helping them and, but I could see the benefit of, you know, Hey, I'm out here paddling around. I'm seeing everybody else fishing. I'm seeing the smiles and, you know, that kind of really helped me realize, okay, you know, there is something to this kayak fishing and I should probably really start looking into capitalizing, looking into it, you know, and, you know, so I had him who got me involved with heroes on the water and, and they are, they were very great to me. And then, meeting the local kayak anglers and running into somebody that I thought, you know, that at, well, at the time um, I had not realized that I had met him, you know, like two or three years prior and, you know, and just, you know, running into these people and seeing how helpful everybody is. It's, that really spoke to me and it's like, you know, these are really good people. They're willing to help me. And what can I do for them 
and what can yeah i i'm sorry i really don't know what i was trying to say there but no you're you good know. man I, I i feel where you're going man like you know they've helped you a ton how can you repay that and right and yeah not only that but like continue to to work off of each other and and help help your guys's mental health so to speak mm-hmm. on, on both ends man it's it's kind of a beautiful thing and it's like um I know Jake can attest to this too. Like we've had a lot of different veterans organizations on the show here, as well as like uh, other segments on Paddle and Finn, man. And just seeing and hearing some of the stories about the, the healing power behind, you know, other veterans working together, being together, getting out on the water and, you know, taking that stuff that's built up over the years and, and just kind of, you know, uh, I think it was Clay Ragsdale um, from down in Georgia said, you know, it's it, he felt like it was a weight lifted off his shoulders. And, um, you know, and, and he, you know, started their organization down there and uh, just, just, you know, kept it going. And, you know, they do like little smaller groups and, you know, intimate settings and things like that. But uh, uh, you got a fan in the house, brother. Uh, Chris Cab- Cabral or Cabral uh, says, hey, Justin. So, um, or Justin Jeremy. I don't know who he's talking to. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, like maybe or, he's talking yeah. to somebody in the comments. That threw me off. Sorry. I'm assuming he's going he's gonna to. I was assuming he said Jeremy, or was assuming he was talking to Jeremy. Maybe there is somebody in the chat. Yes, I Chris, we you. want an explanation yeah. uh, ASAP. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I mean, to get back to your point, man, it's, uh, it, it's so cool to see, you know, like, I, and granted, like, I've, never been in the military um i was a big pussy and i probably i thought about signing up after 9-11 but um you know you have that brotherhood in in whatever military branch Mm -hmm. you're in right and then you get out and like that goes away it does and i I think like now that you know you're seeing (laughs) some of these uh veterans coming together on these organizations you know they're uh um, you know, feeling that sense of camaraderie and brotherhood mm-hmm. like they felt in the military, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, you feel that's like kind of, kind of justified there on that. Yeah, process? absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, that's probably one of the biggest. I, you know, and I can't speak for everybody that served, but sure, the most common thing I have seen is that is the biggest thing that I think veterans miss is that camaraderie and having that mission. Yeah. And, you know, the kayak fishing, you know, there's veterans all throughout it. And that's the nice thing is I get to meet these other veterans and I get to do stuff with them. So I get the camaraderie from them. But it's also showing me, hey, I can have that same thing with people who never served. You know, it's which, you know, is a really big thing for any veteran is to be able to have that because that's like the hardest part of getting out is readjusting to civilian life and not having that stuff anymore and having that, you know, with people who, you know, haven't served or anything, you know, just regular civilians. It's, it's really nice to be able to experience that. Right on, right on. Makes sense. Uh, Chris was talking to Justin Maupin (laughs) in the room, in the chat room. So 
there you go, man. Got you guys both shout outs because I screwed <laughs> up. So, um, no, I mean, I've heard that so many times, dude. You know exactly what you stated, like readjusting the civilian life after after the military. And it, it makes sense. You know, it's like, uh, you know, your kayak family becomes your military family or replaces mm-hmm. your military family, so to speak. So um, uh, Chris says uh, most of his club in San Diego are in the military. So that's cool, man. Thank you guys for your service very much. Um, we support you guys, man. Um, it, it's, it's interesting, man, like, cause I'm on the civilian side, right. And I don't understand. I, and I can't even begin to understand, you know, some of the things that you guys have experienced, been through, dealt with things like that, you know? And it's like, that's why I try to sit back and listen to, you know, what, what, you know, military servicemen and women have gone through so I could try to understand, but I'll never be able to relate a hundred percent, you know? Right. But, yeah. you know, I've, I've fished with some vets before, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, it's, you know, hearing the stories and things like that, man, it's, it's yeah. pretty powerful. I, I mean, I've watched it from the outside. Uh, yep. I mean, you know, uh, one of my best buds came back from the, you know, serving in Somalia and other places. And, um, he, when he came back, he was, he was jacked up for a while. Uh, he drank a lot, like a lot, yeah, like a lot, <clears throat> like yeah. all hours of the day, a lot. Yeah. Um, even when I had beer, when he would run out he would drink my beer, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was getting like IPAs then. And he was more of like the, the no Budweiser life. guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he would just. You know, I mean, he would be zooted like every day, man. I mean, it was pretty crazy. And I went for a while because, I mean, he because when he came back, uh, I'm not sure what he was going through uh, because he still never really told me. But I heard some of the stories he saw. um, You know, I mean, he saw his truck blow up in front of him that he was supposed to be driving. Yeah. I mean, it was stuff like that. You know, it's like just he, he was a Mike 88 for a while, which is like a truck driver. And yeah, he said one day he had to switch his truck and then he watched the the truck blow up in front he ran over an ied and this that was one he was supposed to be in you know so i mean you could see all kinds of weird you know stuff happening um but yeah it took him like a good year or so to kind of unwind um yeah I'm, I'm not certain on what like the va uh offers i'm sure there's some programs to some extent but i don't think it really it seems to me that the soldiers and the you know marines and Everybody that comes back is just kind of forgotten in a way, uh, just kind of like s- sent into civilian life without any buffer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I definitely feel that way uh, when I got out, um, you know, and honestly, I don't know more recently, you know, if it's gotten better, but it's, you know, they, I think I got a 30 minute class when I was leaving about the VA and that was it. You know, and it took me a year, two years to finally realize, hey, you know, I can go to the VA instead of paying for some of this stuff. You know, the VA can help me with it. And um, I think the other big thing is it is easier to self-medicate than it is for a veteran to go ask for help because I know when I was in, you know, it was drilled into you. You know, if you're going and asking for help, there's something wrong with you. You're weak. And I, it took, you know, a good decade 
for that to finally get out of my head and realize that it is okay to ask for that. Well, I can see that, man, right? Because, like, you're you're in the military. You're a freaking badass. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, like, you, you've been this badass and you're running around and, you know, war zone or stationed wherever, this and that, and you're, you've been trained to, to face war, you know what I mean? And, uh, and then you get back home and it's like, now you got to readjust and be different than what they taught you to be, you know? Um, so I'll give you a little bit of an example. So like my job in the Navy, I was on submarines and, being on a submarine, everybody on the sub has at minimum a secret clearance. Yeah. Going in seeking mental health help, that can get your clearance pulled. Right. So it is easier to hide it, especially if you really like your job. Right. And if, you know, so if you hide it, and you're not going to seek that help, eventually it will catch up to you and you have to leave the military at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you leave the military, if you haven't asked for any help and you haven't, you know, sought out any help, all those problems are going to just come flooding out because you are not going to be able to adjust to civilian life because things right. are completely different once you leave. For sure. And the stuff you could get away with in the military just does not fly anymore. Right. So, you know, so then you add that on top of the issues you're dealing with from the military. And it's like, you know, where do you begin? And that, you know, and I think that really hinders a lot of vets from seeking help because like, I don't even know where to begin. You know, why should I get help? The military didn't care. The VA doesn't care. Right. You know, so or what kind of help am I going to get? Because I mean, I know Brian's going to say that in a second, but I, I, I even heard stories of like commonly it, it seemed like they would, no matter what your situation was, they all kind of treat you guys the same in, in the sense of it's kind of like when you guys are hurt. Um, mm-hmm. to, to any way, they're just like, here, just take some ibuprofen, yeah, uh, you know, ibuprofen, it, drink it, water, yeah, it's ibuprofen like across the board for like everything, yeah. You know, yeah. never. I mean, yeah. like I said, my buddy could chew those things like they were right. Cause like, because when he was in Afghanistan, like you didn't like have a lot Pez. of water. Yeah, yeah. He just he, he would just chew them, and you're like, how do you do that? You know, yeah. and it's like, but I mean, I think it, it, it's still like you know, mental health is still developing. Um, they still don't know the answers. The doctors right. are still no. trying to figure the stuff out. They really and, are. And like you know, you got to think of too, like your uh. We'll get to Harold's thing in a second. Um, yeah, yeah. No, your no, no. environment and what you eat, and you know, so like whatever energy you're taking in, or whatever you're surrounded with, and then the, the crap we eat, you know, everybody's. I know everybody's got anxiety to some degree, and some people got it through the roof, and that could be misdiagnosed, and that could drive you insane and make you think things, and you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. there's there's just all those weird crap going on, um, you know, and, and and they're still trying to figure it out. Meanwhile, you know a lot of you guys are out there suffering because you don't know who to ask, you know, for help. I mean, there's still a lot of people out there just in general who just think it's normal, you know, whatever is going on inside your head and everything. And, you know, and it's just, uh, man, I just really wish that they would take the shit more seriously and really pay attention to it instead of just 
brushing everybody off. You know what I mean? It just seems like they want to take you guys in as fast as they can, process you, put you through whatever the hell they want, and then when they're done with you, they're done with you. Yeah, yeah which is bullshit. Uh, yeah, like one hundred percent. I'll just and, fucking say and, that. And, right and who's now. gonna want to join the military? Off, but... And I was in three years ROTC. I, you know, from Marine Corps, I almost went. Um, but it's you know, not for these reasons, but like you know, I never went in. But you yeah. know, this kind of stuff will discourage people. You know, for uh, yeah, because like, what's the point? Like, they make it sound like they're gonna take care of you, and they don't. You right. know, uh, yeah, and, and it depends where you're at. I heard it really the, does. The that, that's are thing. All different. They yeah. are. I mean, there's like no standardized care across the board. You know, like I know for me in my area, you know, you got one VA that is really good with mental health, but sucks on the medical side. And then, you know, an hour away, you got a VA that is really good with on the medical side, but sucks on the mental health side. Sure. So, you know, it's, you know, and then, vets they pass the stories around you know they're like yeah you know i had this issue or you know they denied me for this when they shouldn't have and yeah note that the va has really discouraged a lot of people you know from wanting to get help i think Mm -hmm. because there's no consistency and you know when a vet does have an issue it's easier for the va to ignore it instead of just taking care of the issue or addressing it and saying, yeah, we messed up. We're sorry. Let's get you taken care of. So I want to address. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. No, I no. Go ahead. I was just going to, I wanted to address what Harold dropped in here. Cause I'm wondering if maybe you have some advice or some suggestions or something like that. But he says his naf- nephew is actually in San Diego right now, and he is in the Marines out there right now. But uh, what he's been noticing is that when he does have free time, he's been out drinking a lot, and we're all surprised yeah. and kind of worried because sometimes he calls drunk. But he just tr- keeps trying to talk to him as much as he can because he feels he is by himself out there with no family around. And I think that's important that he keeps talking to him and encouraging him, you know, that, hey, you know, if you do need help, you know, don't be afraid to seek it. Even, you know, no matter what anybody in his command would think, you know, don't be afraid Um, and just keep be there to keep talking. Yeah. You know, I I think that's something that's really important to is having people that you can talk to. Right on, but man. you know and, and again i think it you know when you think about you know in his situation so he's in you know i don't know if he's in boot camp or not but obviously he's on the base um you know the drinking aspect is kind of promoted because yeah if you really think yeah. about it most of these guys are young you know and like you know when you're you know how it is when we were young and dumb like we were all drinking like idiots too you know to some degree and um but like in that environment yeah, it, that. it's it's a very macho you know, testosterone driven, you know, it's guys, you know, you're going Mm -hmm. out drinking, you're doing your thing. And the problem is though, that sets in, um, you know, that'll set, set in like some bad habits maybe down the road. It it could. Yeah, absolutely. And depending on what, how they're dealing with whatever, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like loneliness or whatever, you know, it's who knows like how deep you'll go down the rabbit hole on that. But, you know, it, it, 
I mean, we all know the military and drinking go like hand in hand. I mean, oh, like yeah. in, in, oh, in yeah. your case, I don't know what it was like on a submarine, but like guys who were in Afghanistan, like even though you're not supposed to have that stuff in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. like they had access and then, you know, other places like that. So like, and that's another thing, like where you're based, because you know, yeah. those guys who are on bases, what else are you going to do? You're going right. to work out. Yep. You're going to do your, your 12, 13, you know, 17 hour shift. You're going to drink some booze. You're going to sleep and repeat. Yep. You know, it's just, it just keeps going and going, you know? Yeah. I remember the, you know, when I got out of boot camp and I hit my, and I got out of school and everything and hit my actual duty station. Uh, one, as soon as I got to the barracks, you know, one of the guys from my sub grabs me and says, Hey, come with me. And he hands me a beer. Yep. Yeah. So it's like yeah. 18 years old. I'm like, hey, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Harold said, uh, thank you for the advice. He is Absolutely. serving four year his four years and he's only yep. on the first year. Uh, naughty fish in the yeah. house. What's up, pimps? <laughs> What's up, brother? <laughs> uh, Shannon Copeland said, good on you for getting uh-huh. us out on the open, out on in the open yeah. uh, to help others. She said, see you yeah, on the I- water soon. Absolutely. And, uh, I, I, I fish with Shannon all the time. That's awesome. So that's awesome. Naughty fish says, bro, we called the bars on base. Hoochies. Hoochies. <laughs> and that was a ritual I'm sure we drink daily, a stigma. He yep. said. It's, it's probably yep. hoochies. Hoochies, hoochies, hoochies. Yeah. Hoochies. <laughs> yeah. He just retired. Actually. He did 20 years, 20 yep. years. He just that retired awesome. this year. He was up in, uh, if my memory serves me correct, I believe he was in Virginia. If my memory serves me correct, I could be 100% wrong. So if I am wrong, he will correct me, and I apologize. I'm (laughs) bad at remembering things. But, no, man, it's, it's, you know, like everybody's chiming in, man. Like, good for you for getting this out there, getting your story out there, you know. Things like that, man. I think, you know, you're seeing it more and more. I will say, like, you know, yeah. if you look back 20 years ago, like mental health, what was that? You know what I mean? It just, meant, oh boy, you know, it was a it, stigma, right? Like, there's oh, yeah. If a vet that. mentioned they had PTSD, it was like they were almost blacklisted from everything. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they were so worried about, um, you know, if a vet mentioned that they have PTSD, you know, oh, that vet's going to come and do something to us. He's going to harm us. You know, he's crazy. And that, that's not the case. I mean. Yeah. Naughty Fish said he did 12 years in Okinawa, Japan, oh. four in Virginia, and two in Texas. <laughs> so I want to know, uh, when you were in Okinawa, did you see uh, Miyagi-san? Uh, Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Karate Kid reference. I've been watching Karate Kid, bro. <laughs> Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Netflix. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, come on, man. Got to throw some comedy in there. Uh, he said, as, as a jumper, as a jumper or flying status, if we had PTSD or medical yep. issues, we would be denied fly status. Yep. You know, like. Uh, yeah, that's the same way, you know. Um. I know when I was processing out, you know, cause I was getting a medical discharge, you know, they wanted to take away my warfare pin because I wasn't qualified to be on submarines anymore. And luckily um, the lady that was processing me, she knew how hard you had to work for that warfare pin. So she just ripped the paper up, but 
yeah, I mean, no, they don't mess around. I mean, you know, they, it's almost like they'll get you in, you'll get into your job. And then once you get into your job, it's like, okay, now we have all these other requirements that you have to maintain to be able to keep that job. So people, I mean, they'll hide and, you know, they'll hide what's going on with them. You know, they'll self-medicate. They'll do whatever they can to stay in that job, especially if they really like it. And so then, me, well, and I, and I think what you realize is you're expendable just like yeah. anything, anybody else at any other job. It's like, okay, well, you're not working out. Well, we're going to find someone else. Yeah. And it's very easy. I mean, so let me ask you this and you know, I'm, I'm just spitballing here, right? Like, do you think the solution is, you know, in the military, they should have it where it's it's not a consequence to come to them to work through these things and then on the back side of that right if if you knew up front like hey i'm 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 not feeling right i'm not feeling you know well or i need to talk to somebody about something do you think it would have prevented you from going down the rabbit hole and getting so bad if you could have cut it off at the head and not have these stupid consequences on the backside and know you'd be somewhat safe. Um, you know, and, and, uh, where am I kind of going with this? You know, where, where you don't have these backlashes or these mm. consequences, you're hitting it earlier on versus guys hiding and just digging themselves deeper and deeper in a hole going, how do I even get out of this mess? Right. So I think it's kind of a double-edged sword there, you know, because you're going to get the guys that probably shouldn't be in a certain job because of an issue they have. Well, now you have to deal with the guys that would be perfectly okay if they could just get help, but you know, they're having similar issues or so it's like, you know, how do you distinguish, you know, where's that line? Because it's a very fine line. And I think it's just easier for the military to be like, this is our standard, you know, regardless um, which side you fall on. If you're not meeting the standard for this job, you can't do it. Um, I think it should be more of a, and I, and I want to say that they have gotten better at this. Um, instead of it being looked at as a consequence, it should be encouraged that, you know, people could come forward and it should be that they work with you. You know, if you can't stay in that job, let's work with them instead of just completely discharging them. Let's work with them and see, okay, where can we fit you in? You know, and if discharge is the only option, make sure that they have a plan for when they're getting out. So uh, that's awesome to see there says uh, they now have POTF professionals, psych docs that they can see now without reprisal. It's that is awesome. That's good, right? Like, I mean, yeah, dude, like how many stories have we all heard? Just just like yours, man, you get out and, you know, you're you're struggling with this stuff man and you know some guys haven't been as lucky as you right where yeah you know they've uh tried to take their life um yeah. and came back from it you know and and moved forward in a in a positive way 
and things like that, man. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. Uh, we got another vet in the house it says, Hey boys, I'm 12. I'm a 12 year medically retired Navy vet. Alcohol was a big part of the culture when I was active from 80 to 92. My problem was coming to terms with a sudden end of what was going to be a 20 year career. And, yeah. You know, that's, that, like that's breaking a, up with a girlfriend after 12. It, it really <laughs> is. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, um, <laughs> you know, from the day they told me I was going to have to medically process out, I, it was like two months before I was a civilian. So yeah. it, it's quick. I, I mean, it, it is quick and it is like, I, I I really don't know what to compare it to because they just take every, you know, they're taking your whole identity away from you. You know, they spend all this money to, you know, break you down and build you up how they want you. And then they just completely strip it away. And that's, you know, one of the hardest things to deal with. I can only imagine, man. I can only imagine. You know, that's like spending 12 years in a career to get just, you know, shoved out of it. Same thing. Right? Yeah. Like military yeah. is a career, but, you know, like we talked to touched on earlier, you know, it's a brotherhood. It's you mm-hmm. know, more than just a career, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a complete lifestyle. But yeah. And I mean, and a lot of times, you know, the friends you make, you know, like for me, I was in Hawaii. There was no way I was going to see my friends again. Sure. You know, I was coming all the way back to Kansas. You know, I'm not going to spend three grand to go visit. <laughs> so Man, I would have tried retiring in Hawaii. I'm just saying. It's expensive, <laughs> expensive, dude. Super yeah, expensive. expensive. I know. Yeah. It's like Alaska <laughs> expensive. It's pretty bad. I mean, you got that military experience, bro. Go build a wall. Uh, let me tell you. Rich. <laughs> a great place to visit. Yeah. Great yeah, place yeah. to visit, but sucks to live. <laughs> <laughs> I, a good friend of mine I went to high school with, man, he said the same thing about Florida, and this is no offense to Florida, but he was from the Midwest. He's like, dude, I felt like I was on a vacation the whole time I lived there. I had to get out. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And now, it, All right. The only problem with living like on an island is you do everything. And once you do everything, it's like, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Drink, drink, drink. Yeah. <laughs> you know? drink. Like, I mean, really, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's pretty incredible, man. And uh, kudos to you again. Like we said, you know, just reaching out, getting your story out there, trying to help others, you know, and gosh, all the comments in the chat tonight, all you veterans, man, thank you so much for your service. Um, I, I didn't expect as many veterans to be in the chat tonight, but it's it's cool to see, you know what I mean? And that brotherhood's still there, whether you guys know it or not. You guys are all mm-hmm. here, you know, for that reason, which is great. And uh, <laughs> Naughty Fish says, uh, "Bro, a bottle of water in Hawaii was like ten bucks. <laughs> F <Yeah>. Hawaii, <laughs> and you can you can bring your alcohol to the beach, not like Philippines and Thailand." Oh my gosh, <laughs> Philippines! <laughs> <laughs> we got some stories, you know, Ooh. kicking around in there, man. Uh, naughty fish says paddle and fin love this kayak community absolutely absolutely man. yeah that's just it man we talked about that earlier you know there's a there's a brotherhood in the kayak fishing community and um you know i've 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 seen it just recently man uh i got word uh last saturday i think it was um uh mike schmitz from team new canoe a guy i've spent time with 
at shows and stuff uh passed away and seeing so many people from the kayak community come together uh, to help his wife out and and things yeah. like that and uh it, it's absolutely beautiful man and it's like we've we've seen it across the board you know with vets with you know families in need you know kids uh you um know, things yeah like that, I, man. It, it's just yeah. beautiful man you know when i see these charity kayak events posted up on facebook and they get 800 people that sign up and you, and you know, yeah. and it's like only a hundred people are going to fish it. Sure. And you know, it's like, th- I, that's amazing, yeah. you know, cause that's, you know, yeah. that is a lot of money going to that person to help Absolutely. them out. And I, it just shows the power, you know, that when everybody wants to come together, they do. And they always look out for each other. You 100%. know, if somebody, you know, it does not matter if somebody is mad at somebody, if that person needs help, you know, they're going to put their differences aside most of the time and help them out. 100% man. Harold said, uh, not just a podcast, but good fellowship. This is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That's, about, brother. That's what it's about, you know, and it, you're, you're 100% right, dude. It's, uh, it's amazing. You know, like I, I know when I got into kayak fishing in 2018, I didn't know nothing. I didn't even know Jeff. No. You know what I mean? No. And no. Jay is like legitimately my best friend. Uh, I get the honor and the privilege to go down and stand next to this man getting married. That's what kayak fishing That's is. That's awesome. This oh, man, shucks. you know what I mean? So I'm going to cry a little bit and then I'm going to follow that up with laughter. But, <laughs> you know, it's it, honestly, dude, like uh, how many, you know, just unbelievable things has, has the kayak fishing community been a part of and right. how many lives is it saved and and you know we can go on and on down the list dude it's just a a beautiful thing a beautiful place and it's it's always hard to describe what the kayak fishing community is to other people that may not be a part of it or mm-hmm. just coming into it you know they got to come and experience it and then they're like okay i get it now you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. it's like uh you know trying to describe something that you can't put into words and um it it definitely definitely I, is, is a beautiful thing I, I would say like the easiest way to put it is it's our church yeah 100 you know dude. it's yeah. i mean that's where you, our religion yeah i mean it's like you get out there and i mean it's you know you're bonding with nature you're you know uh you know you're you're taking it all in you know uh at your own pace Sure. You don't have to be like the best fisherman. You don't, I mean, you, you, that's not what you're there for, right? I mean, you're there to, sure, you're there to fish, but I mean, you're also there to, to experience it, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, and honestly, I mean, you're not alone, man. I mean, you know, you know, I, I've been depressed for a long time and I know that getting out on the water helps, um, you know, but it, like, it's also hard to get yourself there. And it's like you said, like the first thing is actually, you know, recognizing it and doing it you know, right me and, me and brian talk a lot i mean a lot of this yeah. stuff goes back to other stuff but my point being is that you know you get out on the water and it, it's soothing or yeah at, at least it's you know it, it's at least it's a break in the clouds you know for it you. is it allows you to you know j- just be able to be in the moment be there you know everything else is going to wait for you everything else will be there yeah. when you get back you know yeah. so 
you get to take that break and just kind of you know just take a breather you know that mental yeah. reset you know yeah, yeah. decompress kind of reset yourself yeah. and you know clear your mind so that way when you do go back to those issues or problems you know you look at it from a different view and you don't have as much stuff up there kind of yeah. jumbling around with it yep i think i've worked out more of my life issues on the water than i have anywhere else you know what yeah. i mean yeah. And, yeah. and it's 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 kind of crazy uh naughty says uh I've heard a lot of hardcore bass boaters contemplate kayaking because of the trends we are all creating from as simple as measuring boards to our apps. Huge shift happening. Totally agree, man. You're seeing it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more manageable. Yeah. It it could be, (laughs) it can be as complicated as you want it. You know, you could just throw a kayak in the back of the truck, take one pole, take one lure and go hit the water for a few hours or, You could take your five poles, your motor, your fish finder. You could go all nuts. You know, yeah, right, I mean, right. it, it, whatever you feel yeah. that you're, you know, <clears throat> you know, where, uh, you know, you feel level about it. See, for me, and I know Brian knows this, <laughs> I would much rather just go out there with one pole and the kayak and I'll get then I'll get a little stress sometimes being at those boat ramps, having to hustle and get everything done. And, you know, then, yeah. like, then you get out in the water and you're like, oh, my sunglasses, you know, and then you got to go back. And... I've seen Jay stress out at more <laughs> boat ramps than anybody I know. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. like, ah, oh, screw this. Just, just go. Just that's go. what it, yeah, that's what I'm complicating it. But yeah. I also know it's like, if I just go out for for the experience and like just the moment, yeah, it's a lot more enjoyable. Oh, for you sure. Know, when for there's sure. no expectations, for sure. Um, you know, and plus, like, I mean, there's so much to explore. Oh, like, yeah. people just don't realize there's so much water that I can guarantee there's probably only like a few people that go through some spots like every year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depending on how far you're willing to get away from uh, civilization, you know, it's like there's a lot to explore out there there's a lot of beauty there's a lot of things to immerse yourself in and just try to you know help your uh you know uh, what's it called actually let me i've actually read that recently too like with nature and everything being barefoot like helps you know i thought it sounds weird but like it plants you to the ground and just kind of you know uh just reinforces that connection um so i don't know sorry it's a little whack thing on the side there but do you do you hug trees too bro i'm just saying i i I do when i'm climbing them to shoot a deer (laughs) touche touche see look at even naughty fish says it man yeah that's what i'm telling you dude it's like there's all there's all this stuff behind there like we've just got too complicated in our lives like we got to simplify things and i think kayaking does that it just simplifies what you know what you're doing at the moment you know you 100 yeah just get on the water like and that's the thing too and like and, and it's great that there's a lot of these um veteran um led groups that are out there because it took veterans to help other veterans because it wasn't recognized by other people but what's going on you know sure. um the people that should know yeah you know and that's great that there's all these uh all these groups out there um you know, they're helping people and like me and Brian have been a part, you know, quite a few of them. Um, and it's great to be able to teach, you know, somebody, um, you know, like, especially like one of you guys are, you know, first responder just to kind of, you know, something new to put your head into straight up, you yeah. know, you know, just, uh, 
kind of cleanse everything, you know, try to right. take a new approach to something, you know, again, it, it's simple. It's just yeah. a kayak, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's just a chunk of plastic, man. That's all it is. <laughs> yep. Unless you're in uh, the apex, it's uh, just a chunk of carbon fiber. Yeah. A chunk of carbon fiber. <laughs> 12 yeah, grand later. There you uh, go, EJ. <laughs> yeah. uh, Naughty said nerdy as you know what, uh, but yeah. a real story. He says, I do it daily, uh, talking about being barefoot. He says, yep. I'm a hippie. <laughs> I, I, just, uh, I heard a great story. Uh, my guest, uh, Nicholas Stepp, that I had on uh, the New Canoe podcast this week, he was sharing a story. He was floating down a river and uh, saw a young kid, 10, 12 years old, fishing from the bank. And some some older kids were down there and like harassing him because he was using a hook and a worm. And like he paddled over and pulled his boat up on shore and talked to the kid because you could tell he was like getting discouraged. And he was like, look, man, don't listen to those guys like fish the way you want to fish. But here, bro, he gave him like a crankbait, some plastics and something else. And he was like, this is how you use these, you know, whatever. If you want to try them, great. If not, man, just throw them wherever, Um, you know, and and. He was like, I saw that kid later and he was catching fish on, on artificial baits and having a good old time and stuff like that. And he's like, man, it's, uh, it's so cool, um, you know, to be able to, to, to just encourage instead of discourage, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're at the beginning of this, when we asked you what kind of kayak you were in, it was a Hobie. Like how many times have we seen guys get razzed up because they're in brand x a boat you know what I mean? <laughs> right. and, and a lot of it is just like joking around but i've seen some, yeah. some new people like ask questions and like in in the wrong groups or the wrong forums and like they get attacked because they're like yeah i got this pelican kayak and i'm thinking about doing this or whatever and like guys are like oh that ain't a kayak blah 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 blah, blah you know and it's just like get the hell out of here man it doesn't yeah. matter yeah. what you're in you well, know when in reality like all those simpler kayaks are truly kayaks yeah right, 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 right like what we have now is like oh we can call them kayaks yeah. they might be a little something different. <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> uh shannon said uh that's why christine fisher catches so many fish she's always barefoot <laughs> i mean maybe she's onto something there that makes sense that makes yeah, sense that sounds like i should do that all the time man. yeah right <laughs> right <laughs> that's the key to oh i have that. that weird tan line on my feet yeah, oh, there you go. We all do, dude. My it's <laughs> embedded in my foot, and I haven't had sandals on since like September, you know. Yeah. But, uh, um <laughs> Naughty says I own six yaks and I get hammered for not having a PA, but I f- prefer the paddle, my simple yak. I'm stubborn, you know, lol. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's you know, that's just it, man. That's just it. But dude, uh Thank you so much for coming on tonight. I know we're kind of winding down. I want to give you an opportunity to kind of shout out your social medias. I know you said, you know, your full, the full story that you've written up, you're working on getting that published right now and in a couple of different avenues. Um, But like, uh, you know, plug your, your socials and stuff like that. I know you got some of this stuff posted on there and things like that so people can go follow you or maybe somebody's listening and and they're looking for somebody to reach out to and talk to and and because you're you've experienced the same things they're going through maybe they want to reach out and talk to you man yeah uh so um i am on tiktok at 
at Real Fishing Adventures. It's R E E L. Um, and same with Instagram. And then, you know, if you make it over to Instagram, you can definitely link up into my Facebook. Uh, and then, um, you know, I, uh, I am working on doing a shorter version of, you know, this story so it can be more accessible to other places, but, uh, both on Instagram and TikTok, it's, it is available through, uh, uh, the video I made and, um, I put the link to the word document. Uh, you can also find it on Reddit. You know, all you got to do is search for, um, the title, uh, on, um, or if you go into the kayak fishing Reddit, it's, it's there. Right. On. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of, and I don't follow all the traditional social media stuff, but, no, you're good, man. Yeah, I'm trying to kind of separate myself from everybody else and, you know, kind of try something different so that way I can stand out a little bit more. Right on. Right on. Well, and uh, we talked to Jeremy earlier, and uh, over the next week, I'm going to try to get a tab created up on the Paddle and Finn website um, with his story. And I'm just going to leave it up there. Um, just because I think it's important, right? If somebody lit, because yeah. we always get people that, you know, discover paddle and fin and they go back and listen to episodes and stuff. Um, I think it's an important story, um, especially in the community that we're in. We've, we've heard this story a few times about, you know, kayak fishing has saved their life and things like that. And um, I just want to leave it up there. So that way, you know, people can use it as a reference. Um, I know, you know, I told Jeremy, I'm, I'm going to work on getting it published and uh on the dubro fishing page as well and uh, a couple other things because um i think it's important man it's uh we got to take care of our vets we got to help those that are struggling with any kind kind of mental illness you know it's um you know the power power of healing uh through kayak fishing is is unbelievable man a lot of times people just want somebody to talk to and that would you know that helps out more than what people will realize, you know, just having somebody to talk to, you know, having their feelings validated. So 100%, man, 100%. And I know all three of these guys on screen or that you've heard talking tonight, man, if, if you hit us up, we'd be more than willing to talk to you about anything and everything at any given point in the day or night day or night. Yeah. And And I, uh, I want to extend an olive branch. I, I, I mean, I'm coming out, coming out of sight here, but um, to anybody, any of the vets out there that maybe have uh, other stories too on how kayak yeah. fishing helped them and everything, send them our way. Yeah, you know, if, if you want them out there in public, yeah, we'll do it. You know, we'll put them out there for you. I think that you know, hearing, I mean, because I've heard it from many other people too, just uh, many walks of life, just in general, yeah. how kayak uh, kayak fishing has helped a lot of people. Um, and I think some people need to see that. You know, need to see yeah. like how a simple plastic boat can, you know, help you to some degree deal with your day to day struggles. One hundred percent, man. One hundred. Yeah, and the more and more these stories get out, you know, I think that's very helpful because that's going to encourage more and more people. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can get better. You know, I can have a little bit of peace. Yeah, yeah, he did it. So can I. 
you know right like it's, it's that mentality yeah and i'll i'll extend it even further man uh, if if you want to jump on the podcast and share your story if you think it'll help somebody um email us paddle the letter n and finn at gmail.com reach out on any of the social medias my personal show social media jace personal social media we'd love to have you on man it's it's yep. an important thing you know it's like I get healing from just hearing your story and talking to you and, you know, uh, and, and the many other veterans we've had on, you know, and, um, you know, it, it makes, I shouldn't say it makes me feel like my troubles are petty. Um, they're not, you know what I mean? Every, anybody's troubles, you know, it's just in that mental, uh, struggle sometimes, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, I know you guys listen to me and Jay on this podcast every week, but we we're human too. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we, we've gone through some stuff. We've, we've talked through some stuff, man. It's nobody's perfect. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. uh, but uh, we try to stay positive and it's, it's situations like this and hearing stories like this, that absolutely helps us work through our struggles too. You know? Yeah. And I'll say that this is, it's becoming more noticeable too. Cause I, I mean, I watch a, a TV show called seal team. I don't sure. know if you're so, yeah. so the last yeah. episode talks yeah, about what very powerful. About. Right, you saw that last episode, right? Yeah, yeah. They all came in and stood up with their commander or with their guy, and they all named off like their own, yep. their own issues. You know, where, yeah, where, what they've been keeping, you know, stowed and in the back of the room, so nobody knows about it, so they don't lose yep. their status, right? right? And that's exactly the situation we're talking about. Yeah, it's TV, but it's bringing yeah. real stuff to light, like what we're talking yep. about right now. You know, so it'll be yeah. interesting when they do that new season, how they're going to treat that, Wonder, you know, but, yeah. but that means it's in the I, forefront. People are talking about it. It's getting out there. The more and more everybody puts it out there, the more and more they're, I think they're going to treat it um, with more compassion and more serious um, mm -hmm. in a more serious manner and actually not look at you guys as, as broken tools that need to be thrown out, but rather, Hey, let's look and see what the real deal is here and see if yeah. we can, you know, uh, get to the root of this because a lot of this, you know, again, yeah. it comes from every side. This could be something that happened to you when you were a kid and just kind of built up. Who knows, man? I mean, who knows? The, but the, the point is, is that right now in this time, you know, at, at this time, you know, there's, there's an issue it needs to be dealt with and you guys need guidance period. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, James Burnus said, thanks for a great show, guys. You're more than welcome, sir. Uh, Naughty said, Jeremy, appreciate you speaking out, bro. Yeah, no problem. I, I appreciate you guys letting me on and getting me being able to get this message out. We we popped that podcast cherry tonight, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> guys, gals, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if this was your first time tuning in, we're here every Thursday night, seven central eight Eastern five o'clock out on the West coast. Uh, if you guys are listening on the podcast, uh, we appreciate you as well. Um, you know, it's just nice to be able to, uh, to, uh, you know, interact with you guys. Harold dress dropped in the comments. I appreciate the advice and a great show, even though I came in late. No worries, bro. Like yeah. I said, I called you out at the beginning of the show because I couldn't remember your name, and then it <laughs> popped up. You popped up, and there you go, man. It happened. But, you know, that's the thing, right? We were talking about community. I met Harold at the show, started talking to me about rigging up his kayak. I'm like, bro, bring it out. Let's do it. 
<laughs> we're gonna go fish and you know it's good stuff like that man it's that's what it's all about helping each other out you know but uh thanks everybody for tuning in we will see you next week we got some uh cool shows in the works coming up so stick around like we said if you guys got a story or something to share uh feel free to reach out paddle and finn at gmail.com and all that good stuff um but as always boys and girls until next week tight lines smooth paddle peace